Yes, uh, I agree. We can uh, call the meeting to order now. Uh, Andrea, I assume that's Andrea sitting next to you, Adam. Uh, could you please go through the uh, rules of engagement and then a roll call of uh, meeting attendees? Yes, I can. Thank you. Um, so good evening, everyone. My name is Andrea Lynch, Transit Planner 1, Lawrence Transit. Here with me is Adam Weigel, Transit and Parking Manager. He will work alongside Mike Wazikowski to facilitate the, the meeting proceedings. This meeting is being recorded and broadcast on the city's YouTube channel and public access uh, cable channel 25. During the meeting, when you're not participating, please mute yourself by clicking on the microphone icon found on the lower left-hand side of the Zoom menu. In some cases, we may mute or unmute people as needed to minimize distractions during the meeting. Please remember to state your name and title for the benefit of those listening remotely. If you are participating by phone, you can click star six to unmute your phone. And now I will do roll call. Lance Fay. Here. Max Schieber. Andy, let's, uh, Max has been replaced by Austin Stifler. So let's All right. do Correct. that correction right now. And then we'll introduce <laughs> Austin here in a little bit. It was Austin uh, Stifler. Stifler. All right. Here. Right. Uh, Mike Wazikowski. Here. Foster Spicinger. Here. Alan Ackland. Here. Gregory Critchlow. I do not see Greg on the line. Uh, Bill Wilson. Here. August Rudisell. I do not see August on the line. Okay. And Freddie Gipp. Uh, same answer. I do not see Freddie on the line. Okay. Uh, that does leave us with uh, six people, though, which does constitute a quorum. So uh, thank you very much for uh, everyone who's here. Uh, first item on the agenda after a call to order is public comment. Um, Oh, uh, please mark down August as being in attendance as he's now here. Um, Adam, is there anyone physically in the room with you? There's no one here. I see JT online raising his hand. I was going to get to that. Thank you, JT, for raising your hand. Uh, I wanted to check the room first, just in case. Uh, JT, you uh, have the floor. To know when we can see some firm plans about the bicycle parking, both uh, exterior and interior of the um, the hub of Bob Billings. Uh, Adam, I believe we were planning on doing a uh, transit staff item below about to where we are with the hub, and we could definitely discuss uh, what to state the uh, bicycle storage unit is in for designs for that at that time. Yeah, I'm certainly happy to do that at the staff updates. JT, uh, will you be able to stay on the line now, or would you rather uh, have a, a response now? Okay, sounds good. Thank you very much. Um, the other thing I'd like to note before we leave public comments, uh, given what uh, Patricia commented last time I was here in the future, uh, if we do have written comments, uh, I will either uh, if uh, read out the written comment at uh, the beginning of the meeting, as we are in right now, or if it's uh, better suited for a agenda item that we are discussing uh, 
later that day, I will save that comment and be sure to read it out at that time to make sure that everyone does get the sense that uh, we're responding to public comments, whether they, we can outright accept their feedback or not. They need to feel like their opinion is being heard. And my position of, well, have you read it before the meeting is good enough? It is not. So I will make sure that we get public comment read, whether they are in person or not. Next item on the agenda is approval of minutes from our June meeting. Uh, so minutes are uh, posted. Um, I hope that everyone who is in the committee <coughs> has been able to review them and agrees with the sense of what's in there. Uh, as always, these will be approved by unanimous consent, and I will offer three uh, chances for committee members to propose amendments, which we can accept as friendly or vote on if needed. Um, otherwise, we'll have three chances, and then the minutes will be deemed approved by unanimous consent. So first call for committee members. If you've reviewed the minutes, do you have any amendments to offer to them? Second call, do any members have amendments to offer to the minutes from the June meeting? Last call, are there any amendments to offer to the minutes from our June meeting? Hearing none, we uh, deem the minutes approved by unanimous consent. Thank you very much. Uh, on to the uh, regular agenda items then. First item on the regular agenda is uh, to appoint a representative to the Climate Action Plan Steering Committee. And I believe Kathy Richardson is on the line to uh, present some information for us. So Kathy, the floor is yours. Hi everyone, I'm Kathy Richardson, the Interim Sustainability Director. Can you hear me okay? Yep. Awesome. Sure All right. Perfect. Um, yeah, so this item, um, I'm not going to go over the information that's already been presented to this committee. There was an attachment with uh, some information on the background and what the steering committee um, is going to be working on in terms of the climate action plan. But I am here to just give a little bit more information than what was provided. And then, of course, if you have any questions, for me, I'm available. So um, first of all, we are looking to get this steering committee up and running with a first meeting towards the end of August or early September. Uh, the steering committee is not composed of staff. These are community members. Um, there is a separate staff advisors committee that has already been meeting for the climate action plan. And that um, started two months ago. Uh, I also wanted to just um, highlight that this climate action plan is actually being led by Douglas County. Uh, the city is extremely involved in that process and we have been since um, the beginning and we have staff um, that's, that's working alongside with Douglas County, but uh, Douglas County is leading and um, there are uh, representatives from 
Eudora, uh, Baldwin City, the other cities, unincorporated areas that are participating in this process too. So this is not just about Lawrence and unincorporated Douglas County. This is about um, every every city in in the county as well as the unincorporated areas. Um, so the the hope is uh, that the draft is uh, going to be provided towards the end of this year, um, early next year. And the steering committee will be meeting monthly, uh, once a month, to uh, give feedback to staff uh, on that process, as well as the community engagement. There's already been a lot of community engagement that has been completed and um, some survey data that we've been uh, reviewing. But certainly, there's going to be community engagement throughout the whole process. So um, like I said, I am here, and I'm available for any questions that you may have. Thank you, Kathy. Uh, first, uh, JT, do you have any questions about this? You, you are a member of the public. Okay. Uh, PTAC committee members, does anyone have any comments, questions, or concerns for Kathy? Well, it's crickets here. Um, that's Potentially good sign. Uh, so we do uh, need to uh, have at least one person who we nominate to uh, sit on this committee um, and potentially one backup to be available in case uh, the primary person isn't available and we need someone who represents PTAC's perspective. Um, is there anyone who would like to volunteer at this time? This is August Budisau. I will volunteer for the Climate Action Plan Committee. Thanks, August. Uh, remind me, you're on uh, Transportation 2050 uh, right now, right? Yes. yes. Ideally, I'd rather you uh, stick on that. I know that I had part, I had attended the first meeting for that. Uh, I don't want to tap you out and make you feel like you're burned out or not want to do anything. So uh, let's plan on you continue that. Um, okay. I will I will sit out from continued meetings on transportation 2050. And seeing as nobody else is volunteering, I'm interested in uh, transportation from the sustainability perspective. I'll volunteer to uh, represent PTAC. So uh, with that in mind, I don't know that I should make a motion for myself to be uh, to be the nominee, but uh, I, uh, if no one else wants to, I would. I'll move for Mike Wazikowski to be the nominee. Thanks, Lance. Uh, is there a second? Second. Thank you, Foster. Uh, unless there is any discussion about this motion, which I'm guessing there's none because nobody else wanted to volunteer. Uh, Andrea, could you uh, take a roll call of votes? Uh, yep, so Lance Fay? Yes. Uh, Austin Stifler? Yes. Mike Wazikowski? I'd be a fool not to vote yes. Foster Spicinger? Yes. Alan Ackland? Yes. Gregory Critchlow? Not on the call. 
Bill Wilson. Yes. Uh, August Rudisell. Yes. Freddie Gipp. Not on the call, but I assume. Uh, that's unanimous then, 6-0, so motion passes. Uh, I'd say thank you, but, you know. Um, so, Kathy, um, you have my email address on the mailing list, or you can get it from Adam. <clears throat> Let me know when the first meeting is, and I'll do my yes. best to my schedule fit. Thank you very much. Thanks, Kathy. All right, uh, next item on the agenda then is fair donations uh, distribution for the month of August. Uh, Adam, looks like you have a presentation for us on this. Yes, so um, considering fair donation <coughs> policy uh, in March and August of each year, we have a call for uh, people to submit applications uh, for donated fares. That policy was amended a couple of years ago by this group to increase our limits so I will pull up a short presentation. As we've seen the last couple of uh, donation periods, we did, um, let's see here. Okay, so we did send out a uh, reminder that the application was available and due on August 1st. Uh, we sent that out through the United Way Human Services Coalition Listserv, which reaches a lot of the organizations that would apply for this type of um, uh, fair donation. We also keep that information available at all times on the website. And we do try to reach out to applicants that we've had in the last few years, um, just to make sure that they're aware, um, particularly since they've been taking advantage of it. So I did list out the 15 organizations that we got applications from uh, this year and uh, noted that 14 out of those 15 applicants requested the, uh, the full amount that they are able to under the <coughs> policy. And uh, as we've seen, uh, at least um, a majority of the times, the last few, last few rounds of this, we got more requests than we have uh, donations available. So when that happens, um, as you can see, the middle column here shows that, that total dollar amount um, a cap that each organization is able to request, which is $320. It's 10% uh, of our total distribution amount, which you see at the bottom, um, $3,202. So you see almost every organization asked for that, that max amount. Um, when that happens, there's a, a calculation based on percentage of requests that lets us uh, try to give everybody, um, you know, as much as we could, um, and while still staying under that $3,202 cap. Um, so you'll see the most organizations will get uh, $217 worth of value, uh, with one organization who requested a little bit less, um, getting right out around 170. That's the um, content I have for you. This group typically, um, you know, because it's a policy you helped craft and guide, we typically look to this group to um, formally recommend that we distribute these, uh, these donations based on uh, what we've shown you, but also happy to answer any questions you might have. Thank you, Adam. Uh, JT, not trying to ignore you, but I'm guessing you don't have any comment on this. Um, if you do, you can definitely speak up. 
Looks good. Like okay, uh, PTAC members, anyone have comments, questions, or concerns about uh, this proposed distribution? Uh, Foster, I see your hand raised. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. I think this was probably instituted before I got here because I'm not very familiar with this. So maybe I should go back and read through the meetings of that one. Um, I did have a question. Are, are they using this money to purchase like monthly passes, one-way fares? Yeah, so it's a good question. Um, so we have a few different ways that the organizations who distribute fares access those. Um, we do on a regular basis have organizations purchasing fares from us in bulk. They'll come and buy a certain amount of single ride tickets or 10 ride punch cards or monthly passes. Um, under this particular policy, they're able to request those fares at no cost. So um, what we ask uh, organizations to do is request no more than a certain cap. Um, and in this case, it's $320 per request. And uh, they can divide that however they see fit based on, you know, the the population that they have using those passes. So some organizations will request 320 single ride tickets, dollar a piece. Um, others, you know, use them particularly for K through 12 students. So they might be purchasing the um, semester pass for K, for K through 12. Um, you know, they can really buy any passes as far as um, eligibility goes, all that stuff is handled when someone boards the bus. So someone's boarding with the K through 12, they'll have proof that they can use that, uh, reduced fare passes, things like that. Okay, and follow-up question, I, I assume it's it'd be pretty hard, if not impossible, like if they're buying one-way fares to go in and confirm and audit that, that $320 is being used, but do we have a process in place to like audit that those uh, distributions? Yeah, so in this particular case, um, we're not distributing uh, hard dollars to anybody. Um, it's we're, we're expensing this value of passes. So they come to our office and we give them, as an example, 320 single ride tickets. And um, so there's no actual money exchanged. We just yes. have to budget, budget for that. So as far as um, you know, auditing if those passes are actually used, we we don't know that for sure. We we assume they are, um, but. Theoretically, someone could buy or request 320 passes and not use them. Um, in the course of their application process, there is a, a an area for a paragraph where they write how the passes will be used. Um, you know, for for what population, for what purpose, and that's how how we determine distribution. Thank you, Foster. Um, I also want to address the genesis of the policy that we have. Um, I believe it was passed in early 2021. Uh, before uh, before the new policy we had, it was, I believe, 1% of revenues uh, based on the previous calendar year we decided would be used as the amount that we would expense these kinds of passes on. Um, as soon as COVID hit, we realized that that was not going to be a very tenable policy because that next immediate year was going to be using a COVID year with ramp rampantly lower uh, ridership to do the measurement. And that wouldn't be fair to people who still needed and depended on the bus to 
use so to get places. So we amended the policy slightly to use a rolling average of the previous three years, and we also increased the threshold from 1% to 2% that we would allow for these kinds of expense passes to be distributed. I think only one of the four periods so far have we not had more organizations request money than we could give out based on the policy. So I think for right now, it's probably good from that sense, other than, you know, there might be a reason to see if we can increase a little more. I don't know, but we also have fair free coming up and that's going to change the entire process for people paying for how they ride entirely. So thank you, Mike. So that actually was going to be my question when you were done. So is there thoughts of how this process will this interaction with the community continue next year with fair free pilot? I I mean, for me, I think it's just we need to promote the heck out of it being free to ride the bus from the sense of you do not have to swipe a card, pay a fee, show you have a mobile pass, anything like that when you board. It's just you get on board, you sit down or you find a place to stand and you're taking where you need to go. Um, you know, I, I'd rather people not have to worry about finding a discounted pass than uh, having to deal with this kind of situation and get just a tiny bit of money out of it. So it's, it goes away, but I think I'm okay with that trade-off. Uh, Adam, do you have anything to add on that? Yeah, I might skip ahead and just give one of a uh, staff update regarding fare free. Might as well do it now because it makes sense. Um, okay. So this group did recommend to the city commission approval of a uh, pilot year policy for fare free in calendar year 2023. That is on next week's city commission consent agenda. Um, so August 16th is when city commission would um, consider that to go uh, fare free in, in 2023 for a pilot year. So uh, if if that goes through, um, yes, uh, um, this whole process will not exist in 2023 because every ride will be free um, without paper fares, without digital fares. Um, we'll we'll uh, likely come back to this group um, to, uh, you know, share this policy essentially going on pause for a year or until such time as we figure out what fare free looks like um, beyond 2023. Um, but essentially this this whole process won't be needed um, if fare free is in place. Thank you, Adam. So with that, uh, are there any other comments, questions, concerns from uh, PTAC members? Okay, uh, hearing none, um, I entertain a motion to approve the distribution as proposed. I'll, I'll make this motion, it doesn't necessarily implicate me, so I move that we accept the uh, proposed distribution of uh, discounted fares. Is there a second? Lance Faye, I second. Thank you, Lance. Last call if there are any comments, questions, concerns. I see no PTAC members coming off mute. Uh, Andrea, could you go through roll call the vote, please? Yes. Uh, Lance Fay. Yes. Austin Stifler. 
Yes. Mike Wazikowski. Yes. Foster Spicinger. Yes. Alan Ackland. Yes. Bill Wilson. Yes. August Rudisell. Yes. That's unanimous. Thank you very much, everyone. Uh, that clears out our regular agenda. Um, I would just like to, as we jump to PTAC member items, I'd like to remind everyone that if you have something that you would like to discuss on the agenda for September's meeting or any other meeting going forward, please feel free to uh, email myself, Adam and Lance with uh, your uh, interest in specific topics. We'll happily discuss and see if it fits into that meeting or if we need to spin out into a different meeting to address your concerns. Um, otherwise, for right now, uh, do any PTAC members have anything that they want to bring up before we continue with the rest of our agenda? August Ruta, so we can do it on the next agenda item or the next meeting agenda item. But I, is there an update? Did we complete the bus bench upgrades? Because I know there were two rounds where initial bench buses and then there was going to be like 15 more. I think that was this winter or spring. I can't remember. I think the most recent one I remember was in the spring, but uh, Adam, you probably remember better than I do. Yeah, I can share. It's it's a little bit tricky because it's almost a rolling basis for us at this point. Um, we do have our own kind of discrete projects that we um, budget for each year and plan, design, construct. <clears throat> so there was uh, our last round of that is complete. There were uh, 18 total locations that we finished up. Um, all the concrete work got done last year. We did get some of the last amenities in uh, this year. Uh, we do have some things upcoming. You know, there's there's going to be some sidewalk work on East 19th between Haskell and Harper. We'll get some um, shelters over there. Uh, the street maintenance program that happens through the summer typically helps us get at least a few um, ADA compliant boarding pads along stretches of street that they're already paving. We get them to pour a little concrete at bus stops um, so that people can use you know wheelchairs all the way to the curb. Um, so it's there, there's a lot of different processes for how we improve bus stops. Our discrete project is done. Um, we, we have a lot of these project-based or kind of maintenance-based things that we're always tracking and, and trying to improve. Um, our next kind of formal project that, that this group will expect is we did win, uh, we were awarded grant funds through KDOT, the Access Innovation and Collaboration Program to improve bus stops. Um, we are still working uh, to get with KDOT on uh, you know, exactly what funds we received, how they'd like to see that RFP process and, and how that'll get going. But we're going to attempt to um, get that work done, likely starting next spring, summer is when a lot of that, that work will happen. Probably be, you know, that, that'll be something, we, we've got a couple pieces we need to put in place. We're updating some guidelines, some GIS data. Um, once we get some of those pieces in place, uh, probably be worthwhile to do a, a workshop with this group or kind of a long agenda item with this group to <clears throat> talk through how we're approaching bus stop improvements, if this group's interested. Awesome, thank you. Agreed, thanks Adam. 
Uh, Lance Fahir, a question for Adam. Did, did you get um, <clears throat> any updated information from uh, the city regarding kind of they've changed the dates or proposed times to do East 19th improvements? And I haven't myself received any updates on that. I know it was supposed to be this summer and it's been delayed. Yes. Um, I don't know that I have dates firm enough that I can share them right now. I can I can go look and certainly share them back out with the group through a a BCC email, um, but I um, I believe there's they're still on track for this calendar year, but I'm not sure um, what month that that'll really get into it. Are there any other PTAC members with uh, comments, questions, concerns for Adam? Okay. Next item on the agenda then is transit staff uh, updates. Uh, I don't know which order you want to do them. You had electric bus deployment and then the central hub, but uh, given JT <coughs> here, I think the hub would probably be better to address first. Sure, I'm happy to start with that one. So um, big picture wise with the central station projects, we are, uh, just about there with our um, design documents as far as being ready to go out to bid. Um, so uh, a partial answer to, to JT's concern would be when those documents um, do go out to bid, they, they'll then be public and that'll be when um, all those design documents could be shared with anyone. Um, as far as what the bike parking is looking like at this site, we are trying to do um, both short-term and long-term options and both indoor and outdoor options at the site. So there is a, um, the Northeast corner, sorry, Northwest corner of the building um, is a indoor bike storage room. Uh, there will be um, currently what's shown is about 20 locations for bikes to be parked. There'll be inverted U-racks, um, mounted inside the building on concrete floor there. So uh, that would be a place where, uh, where people could store bikes uh, kind of in a long-term basis. I think one of the um, thoughts behind that is, is people that do use a bike for longer commutes that, that connect with transit. So um, one potential case study would be that someone would um, park their bike in that room while they take the K-10 connector up to Johnson County for the day and come back and pick it up. And it would be in an area that's out of the weather. Um, feasibly also like a, a KU student could, could ride their bike to the facility, park there and then get onto campus um, and come pick it up at the end of the day. So that's one, one area we have um, for bike storage. Um, outdoors, there'll be a couple different options. Um, we are looking at somewhere around um, 30 uh, inverted U-racks that are out-located just east of the platform. Um, so that is where, uh, you know, if, if you're coming to and from the site in, a, in kind of a short-term manner and need to lock up your bike somewhere secure, um, you know, just while you're at the facility or um, maybe in between bus trips, that would be a place you could roll up to one of those U-Racks and, and do that. Um, we do also have in our program for there to be five uh, outdoor bicycle lockers. 
um, which would be the first bike lockers in town. Um, so bike lockers are um, aesthetically pleasing boxes, essentially, that, that hold bikes, um, you know, co cover bikes in the outdoor elements. Um, you typically use a cable lock or a U-lock to lock them once your bike is inside them. Um, but those would be located in the same area as those as those U-racks just east of the platform. I think um, some, some of our earlier discussion, and I, and I hope maybe uh, JT can chime in if I don't get this quite right, but I think there was some interest or concern about um, there being some U-racks on the platform, kind of right next to where you would get on and off the bus. Um, we have some challenges with that, that that we just haven't been able to accommodate. Um, you know, that, that platform itself won't be um, much wider than it needs to be for access reasons, you know, for people to be able to walk in, in wheelchair up and down each side of it. Um, running along the center of the platform will be uh, what you might call like the furniture zone. So there'll be benches, there'll be windbreak shelter, um, setups. Um, so, so those elements are all in place throughout the platform. Um, we have not made the decision to, to replace any of those elements with bike parking out on the platform, but, um, but do think that some racks kind of just east of the platform, um, is not, is not too far away and still, you know, close enough if you're kind of bouncing between different bus trips. Um, so with that, I don't know if there's, I'm happy to answer any other questions or if there are uh, other concerns related to that. Uh, JT, I'd open the floor to you first, this public comment. Exactly when will these plans be available for the public to see? I don't, I don't have a, yeah, I don't have a date for you yet. It's our intent to try to get the plans posted within this calendar month. So um, I can certainly notify uh, you know, this group and any interested public when when those get out there. Um, but I don't have a, a, a firm date on when that will that will go out. Okay, then I'm on your mailing list. Will I receive that? It, yes, as long as you're on that, like the city subscription list where things come out um, through MailChimp to the public transportation groups, um, that sort of update will will go out to that group. Okay, I trust I will receive it then. And I want to thank all of you for doing what you do. Thanks, JT, for being here. Uh, PTAC members, any of you have comments, questions, or concerns about uh, the uh, process with the hub where it is right now? All right, I can hop to electric buses. Happy to come back if people have other thoughts. So um, everything with our with our buses and chargers are in good shape. Uh, the one, uh, a couple of things that are holding us up from full deployment right now are uh, we need to get some hardware still installed on our buses in order to get them into service. On all fixed route buses, we have automated passenger counters, which are located at each doorway entry. And that um, 
is important data collection for us that we use to report back to um, FTA. So we have to get those passenger counters in place um, as well as a tablet that's wired in that um, allows us to track uh, vehicle location so you can see all the vehicles uh, real time on the app as, as you're riding and that type of thing. So that hardware, um, it's my understanding that it's uh, on its way and that within this calendar month, we, sh we expect to have installation done um, that would let us get electric buses out on the street into regular service. Um, so we have been doing, you know, the, uh, as far as being plugged into chargers and, and seeing all the backend data from that, um, as far as getting them, uh, you know, out on the road a little bit for, for some testing, all that's gone well. Uh, so we're just waiting for some of these hardware pieces to be able to get those fully deployed. Sounds good. Uh, JT, any comments, questions, concerns for me on that? Yes, I know. Yeah, uh, PTAC members, any of you have comments, questions, concerns? Very none. Um, Adam, I'm happy. Uh, thank you for that update. Well, that uh, closes out our agenda for today. So unless someone has anything lingering that they want to discuss, sounds like this is going to be a, a short meeting. Okay, uh, our next meeting is scheduled for September 12th. And um, as always, second Monday of the uh, month. So uh, please get in touch with uh, Adam Lance and myself if you have things that you want on that meeting's agenda. Otherwise, I will see you at that time. Hey, Mike, can we? Uh, can you bear with me for two more minutes here? Sure thing. I have forgotten. And, yes, um, we have not formally adjourned yet. I know. Yeah. We adjourned. August was all ready to get off. I saw that hand go up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ruining your plan. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. I meant to do this at the beginning of the meeting and just we we got into the agenda and started. Oh, yes. But I do want to introduce Austin Stifler here with us. So uh, Max Schieber has been with our group as the transportation coordinator working with Margreta and Quiz and KU. Um, and Austin has replaced him in that role as well as uh, joined our group. Um, as uh, you know, part of that student representation and, and KU representation. So uh, welcome, Austin. I don't know if you want to say just a couple words about yourself and how you come to transit. Sure thing. Um, so I'm currently the KU Student Transportation Coordinator. Um, I'm a student and undergrad at KU as well. Um, and I heard about transportation through Student Senate um, on the KU side of things and uh, looking forward to working closely with KU and also the city of Lawrence to uh, make sure that everyone's informed, make sure that the Lawrence transit system functions smoothly and I'm happy to be here. Thank you, Austin. Uh, so obviously see I'm chair of PTAC, uh, Lance Fahey is my vice chair and helps uh, me implement agenda and do everything we need. Uh, you know, Adam, he's a transit and parking manager for the city and Andrea and the other, is Felice still with the city, Adam? Yep, okay. she is. Yep. Yeah, so Felice Laverne is the other uh, transit planner who you will probably work with on the city side. I'm not sure about on the KU side, other than I know Margreta DeVries has been on these calls for many years and is intimately involved with KU's transit, so you'll probably work with her. 
as well. Quiz and I hired him, so I will say that we've been working closely together. So good to hear. <laughs> this is the last group he needs to be introduced to, other than our own transit commission. Well, thank you very much for uh, agreeing to join. I'm always glad to have KU's perspective represented on uh, our committee because it's hard for us to remember that we do represent students sometimes, even when you know we do have students who are uh, our main writers. So, yeah, thank you very much. Um, Adam, is there anything else before we adjourn? I don't want to hold August up anymore. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, thank you very much for attending. Uh, look forward to seeing you in September. Have a great night. Thanks, Thanks everybody. Mike. Thank you.